some laughs all the way from Cabo San Lucas. Yeah! Yeah! We're here at Cabo Wabo for another hilarious stand-up and deliver. We've gathered some of the funniest comics to join us. That's right. Opening up the show tonight, Justine Marino, Terry Jones, Andrew Slater. And headlining the show is Ben Glebe. And it's all coming up right now. <laughs> Welcome back to Stand Up and Deliver! We're gonna bring up our first comedian. She opens for Joel McHale and Tom Green. Put your hands together for Justine Marino! How's it going, guys? Give it up for that dude. He's wearing salmon head to toe. How's it going? Are you guys on a date? What's going on? Are you married? Oh, so this is like an obligation at this point, right? You're not touching. First marriage, both of you? Perfect. 30 years, fantastic. I want to do it a lot more times than that. I want to do it a good, like, six or seven times. Like, this sounds fun. I want to have fun with my themes. Like, my first theme right out of the gate, we're going Jurassic Park wedding all the way, guys. I'm going to ride in on a Triceratops, side saddle, because I'm a lady. Then I'm going to walk down the aisle to the Jurassic Park theme song, and I'm going to dress up my bridesmaids like velociraptors, just so everyone knows it's my day. I'm gonna look like a princess. Those bitches are gonna look like dinosaurs. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Well, on that note, not to brag, I recently crushed a pregnancy test, guys. Thank you. Give it up for me, thank you. Ladies, you know what that sweet relief is like. Like, I swear to God, there's nothing like it. Next time I have a panic attack, Screw Xanax. I'm just going to piss on some EPTs, guys. Like, I'll make it rain negative reads all over my apartment. My roommate will come home like, why is there piss everywhere? Who cares? Not pregnant. Which I would never do. I'm so paranoid about getting pregnant. Uh, like, the first time I had sex, I was on birth control. We used a condom, and I still got a morning after pill the next day. And then when I got home, I threw myself down the stairs. Just to be safe, guys. And it was an escalator, so it just kept going and going. I, uh, I went out of town recently. I brought my birth control with me. I left it out of town. I got back. I was like, because you have to take that at the same time every day. So I call up Rite Aid to get next month's prescription early. The guy tries to give me saying I'm getting it too soon. I was like, I'm sorry. Are you accusing me of abusing birth control pills, sir? Like, is that what all the kids are doing these days? Like, they get out of school Friday night, like, oh, sh dog, we just scored an eighth of Yaz. We're getting so effed up. We're never ovulating again, man. These ovaries is like bulletproof and sh Another good form of birth control, hand jobs. Ladies, anyone given these? Raise the roof with your hand job hand. I love, you look disgusted. You're like, no, not anymore, uh-uh. I feel like I should talk to you after the show. I'm, are you good at a hand job? I'm terrible. I don't know how to approach a hand job. Like my instinct, I want to come up from behind the guy, right? Yeah, I know, you're laughing. This, this is how I really, this feels like the best angle, you know? But if I'm getting down with a guy and it's getting hot and heavy and I'm gonna go to give him a hand job and I'm like, now just turn around, he'd be like, what the hell are you doing? But this just doesn't seem effective, guys. And this is pretty much my hand job, right? It's not good. It's at a 90 degree angle. It looks like I'm cooking something on a griddle. Or perhaps playing a non-competitive game of foosball. You know? Not a lot at stake here. 
What do you even say during a hand job this horrific? Like, how's your day, right? It's a very mundane, conversational kind of. That or do I have like a weird stare down with the guy? Just like, I am not blinking till you come, mother. We're gonna be here a long time. You guys have been a lot of fun. I'm Justine Marino. on the No Restrictions podcast. He's a regular on that. Put your hands together for Terry Jones. Well, uh, I want to introduce myself. My name is Terry Jones. I assure you my name's Terry Jones. No NFL quarterback Michael Vick is not telling you jokes right now. I am Terry Jones. She just saw me here in Cabo. People walking around with their dogs. They're like, vomitos, vomitos, hide the paddles, hide the paddles. Michael Vick is here, Michael Vick is here. I want to educate y'all about a little slang term that a lot of people my age use. It's uh, called no homo. I'm in my 20s. Uh, my gay friends think it's funny that people are so homophobic that they have to say no homo for everything. What no homo is, it allows a straight person to say the gayest thing possible without feeling gay afterwards. So, for example, if I'm at home and I go, yo, I think I'm just going to chill at home with my shirt off and watch Magic Mike, no homo. No, that's still gay. That doesn't change nothing. People are so homophobic. I went to a restaurant. This dude was like, yo, let me get two hot dogs with everything on it. No homo. I was like, what? It is food. Just eat it. And you always know somebody's going to say something super gay because they say no homo before they say what they're going to say. That's equivalent to when white people say I'm not racist, but it's a racist ass thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm not racist, but you should get out of my porch. Like, oh, was racist as hell. He just said she wasn't racist. That was racist as hell. I'm going back to Cabo. <laughs> man. All these straight people saying no homo. My one gay friend, he's hilarious, man. We was all hanging out with our uh, female friends, and he decided to say uh, no hetero. That's his thing. Like, he created his own thing. He was like, mm, Susie, you look so good, and I was so do you in that dress. No hetero. Mm, 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 mm. Let's go watch Tyler Perry movies. Mm, mm. One of my favorite... Uh, movies is The Dark Knight. I'm a huge Batman fan. Like, I'm a comic geek. There was a rumor before The Dark Knight movies came out that they were going to have Eddie Murphy play the Riddler. Eddie Murphy as the Riddler. Heath Ledger was so good as the Joker. How would you have Eddie Murphy as the Riddler? You remember Heath Ledger just, hey, I hate Batman. We're going to kill Batman. That's my word. And here we go. I'm like, that's raw as hell. So how do you go from that to Eddie Murphy going, hey, everybody, make some noise in here. Make some noise. Make some noise. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Ed got a lot of things to say. Cowboy, not only did you going to rap this, no, because you got to climb it. You get up there and whip his ass and penguin. Sit your fat, nasty, greasy, two sandwich eating ass right there. And Shrek, Shrek, that's what I need you to do, Shrek. <laughs> Shrek, I want you to grab Batman. You going to grab him? I'm saying, wait a minute, this Batman. What stays out late? Likes to party all the time. It's my girl. <laughs> it's so lovely. Like, I don't know. I can't, I can't see an Academy Award for that. <laughs> like I said, man, love movies. Love movies so much, I recently got myself a new GPS. It's a celebrity one. Most people got themselves a Tom Tom. I got myself a Samsung. That's right. I bought it in Cabo at the pharmacy <laughs> with two Vicodins. Um, <laughs> But no, nah, man, the Sam Sam's cool, man. It's voiced by Samuel Jackson, so it's the most awkward drive. Like, most GPSs have a sexy woman's voice, so you can't really get mad at it when you're driving. You're just, turn left here. Turn right here. Oops, you missed your turn. Recalculating. You turn when possible. I'm like, that's sexy. Not the Sam Sam. I was driving. It's like, turn left here, my 
mother. Cucumber? I'm like, what the hell? Turn right here. Now I gotta recalculate this. You turn, you turn. I'm like, oh my God, you're so loud, Sam Sam. So loud. But my favorite about the Sam Sam is it, it'll make emergency calls if I'm in an accident. You know what I mean? It will call out the OnStar. And, you know, I'm driving and it called dispatch because I was in a car accident. And it goes, 911, what's your emergency? We just been rear-ended on Penn Avenue by another man. Is this a prank call? You should not prank call, Sam Sam. I'm like, Sam Sam, look, you got to let them know we're serious. Please, let them know that we really got rear-ended. I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration, operator? We just been rear-ended by another man. No homo. <laughs> Dispatch, get on emergency vehicles. To Michael Vick, he is in a car accident. Michael Vick has been in a car accident. That's my town, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Terry Jones. Thank you. You guys ready for your next comedian? You can catch this guy on MTV. Put your hands together for Andrew Slutter. Thank you very much. I have a lot of stupid friends. How many people in here have stupid friends? Clap your hands. We got stupid friends. A lot of my friends are stupid. I've studied stupid people. I've studied my stupid friends. Here's what I figured out about dumb people. In general, their favorite thing to do in the world, ironically, is to compare themselves to geniuses. It's a stupid person's favorite thing to do. I have a friend who dropped out of college, right? And he goes, uh, oh yeah? Well, Bill Gates dropped out of college. Easy, okay. Yes, Bill Gates dropped out of college to start a billion dollar computer company. You dropped out of college because you thought you were gonna be on The Bachelorette. Do you understand? How it's different. Oh, well, it took Thomas Edison 3,000 tries before he got the light bulb, right? Yeah, but every time he screwed it up, he was like writing notes down how to do it better the next time. You try your Netflix password wrong the exact same way, 17 times in a row, and then just cancel the subscription when you can't get in. All my dumb friends make more money than me, though. That's a little frustrating. All my stupid friends are wealthier than me. I, it's okay, but I've noticed my friends, they don't, when you're broke, I don't know if there's broke people out there tonight, but when you're broke, your friends, your wealthy friends, they don't want to hear about it. They don't got any patience for your stories anymore. They don't care. Like, I had to tell them the other day. I was like, hey, I can't go to Vegas this time. I'm sorry. I'll save up. I'll go the next time. And they get all pissed off at me. Like, ugh, Andrew, you're the worst. Why are you always so poor? Why don't you make more money? Oh, I'm sorry. Is my poverty really ruining your life right now? Is that what's happening? Is the smell of my Hungry Man dinners nauseating to you? Does it offend your moral sensibilities that I eat at continental breakfasts at hotels I'm not staying at? It's a big problem, Mr. Rockefeller. You can just do that, by the way. If you want, you guys want a free breakfast sometime? Get up before nine o'clock, get yourself to a Hampton Inn, make a waffle, get the hell out of there. It's the easiest thing you've ever done in your life. They're not gonna stop you. You think they're gonna card you? You think they're gonna ask? Let me tell you something. No front desk employee making $9 an hour has the balls to accuse you of such a ridiculous crime. <laughs> they don't have the stones for it. I wish they would. I've literally done it dozens of times and I wish they would challenge me because I have the best defense in the world. You just act incredulous. You're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Are you under the impression that I got up this morning? got in my car, drove to your crappy little hotel, I, I'm sorry, picked up my girlfriend, drove to your crappy little hotel, 
Started eating all the waffles and the bacon and the eggs. Oh, and I suppose this peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I have saran wrap back here. That's going to be my lunch. I'm going to get two free meals out of this. They would fall over themselves apologizing to you, yet that's literally what I do every single <laughs> Valentine's Day. Every single Valentine's Day. <laughs> Play a lot of video games. Uh, I like video games. Here's what I find interesting about video games. How well you do in the game is inversely proportional to how well you do in real life. And if you want, you could even chart it out in a big graph. It works. You could be like, what's that? Oh, you just beat Grand Theft Auto. Well, congratulations on moving back in with your parents. That's pretty cool. Uh, see how, oh, you're a level 76 sorceress in your World of Warcraft. Well, coincidentally enough, that makes you a level two sex offender, which is kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> Done the math. That joke, I'll be honest with you guys, that joke used to be a lot funnier before I had to move in with my parents <laughs> for a brief period. And people bug you about it, like, oh, Andrew, what's it like? What's it like? Here's the difference between living on your own and living at your parents' house. At your parents' house, there's food <laughs> to eat all the time. I don't know where it comes from either. I ate an apple one day. It's like, holy crap, another apple. How <laughs> did that happen? Did the food fairy come last night and drop that stuff out? I don't have that in my apartment now. Where I live, there's never anything to eat ever. I come home sometimes, I'll be missing two out of the three ingredients I need for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But I do have all the ingredients for a bowl of peanut butter, so if you guys want to come over, bring your own bowls. They're all dirty. Hey guys, my name's Andrew Slater. Thank you very much. Seen him perform before. Very funny gentleman. He's a regular on Chelsea lately and uh, one of the voices on uh, Ice Age Continental Drift. Put your hands together for Ben Glebe. Everybody get up. Everybody get up real quick. Let's feel your energy. Everybody stand up. Oh my God. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for that. Wow. At the beginning of my set, Cabo's all about dance clubs, nightclubs. You guys been dancing? Dancing at all? Five of you have? Some of you. Yeah. Dancing is kind of a weird way to meet somebody, isn't it, though? It's kind of a primitive, primal way to attract a partner, isn't it? Don't you think we would have evolved past this by now? You're standing in front of somebody, you're like, are you attracted to me? You're not? How about now? Huh? I'm shaking my body. How about now? Let's do this. I'm shaking my whole body, right? I'm like a shake weight right in front of you right now. At least dancing used to be dancing. There was moves and dips and spins and twirls. All in hopes you would, like, impress somebody with your elegance. Now, you go to the dance floor, you're like, would you care for a dance young lady? You would? Bam, 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 bam. My crotch is involved instantly. My privates are smashed up against her privates. It's very private, what's happening, very publicly. Bam, she turns around, all of a sudden her ass is smashing against my privates. It's like she's opening a hot dog business and trying to find a perfect match for her buns. She turns back around, bam, bam. I was inside her spiritually. Bam, 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 bam. After an hour, I try to give her a kiss. She goes, no. We've been screwing for an hour. What an arbitrary line to draw. What are you, Julia Roberts from Pretty Woman? No mouth kissing? I've been pressed against your insides. That's like somebody inviting you to rob their house. They're like, come on in, take whatever you want from my house. And I'm walking out with like a bag of jewels and a leather chair under my arm. 
And by the door, I'm like, can I have one of these free mints in this dish? No mints! You greedy bastard. Take my family jewels and get out of here. It's ridiculous. Look, I know we're in Cabo San Lucas. It's a party town. You're all thinking, when is he going to talk about Afghanistan? <laughs> we can do it. Let's talk about Afghanistan. That's fine. I don't understand why we're still in Afghanistan. Why are we still at war there? Nobody knows. Even Obama does not know. Every time he speaks about Afghanistan, he's like on both sides of the issue. Every time he's like, oh, this is a war against violent extremism that we will win and we must win. Unless it takes longer than 18 months, then we're out. Unless they need us, we're happy to stay. Unless they don't want us, we're happy to go. If they don't want us and do need us, I will flip a coin. Maybe that's what he meant by he will bring change. On the flip side, people are very hard on Obama. They're too hard on him. People in the Tea Party always drawing Hitler mustaches on his posters. I think they're misremembering Hitler's agenda a little bit. Pretty sure Hitler's big plan was not health care for everybody. I think it was the exact opposite. Yeah. I used to get very inspired when Obama spoke until recently I realized who he sounds like and I cannot take him seriously anymore. This will ruin him for you too. I realized Barack Obama sounds a lot like Yogi Bear. <laughs> what we're gonna do? We're gonna go into Afghanistan? Steal the Taliban's picnic baskets? It's a terrible plan. It's a terrible plan. It's not a good plan. Thank you. You agree. Yeah, I got to go in a second, but let me talk to you for one more moment about alcohol, okay? Because I, you guys seem like you're a very drunk crowd. And what I wanted to say is I used to be like you. I don't drink as much anymore because there's too many rules. Alcohol is too much protocol you have to follow. Like, let's discuss for a minute girly drinks. How did us men screw up so badly that we're not allowed to publicly drink delicious drinks? <laughs> Who made that rule? Like, I'm a man, so I like the taste of beer and whiskey. You know what I also like the taste of? Strawberries. <laughs> Everybody loves strawberries. Don't lie. Who's the only group of guys who are allowed to drink delicious drinks and not get crap for it? Oh, obviously gay guys. They get to do all kinds of fun girl things. <laughs> Who's the other group of guys? Black guys. You ever see yeah, the black guy's laughing himself? You ever, there he is right there drinking a girly drink. It's always. You ever, every time you see a black guy at a bar, he's always got a bright blue or bright yellow drink in his hand. Usually has lights in it. I'm pretty sure there's hydraulics in the drink. It's bouncing up and down. There's no drink left in the drink because black guys don't take crap from anybody. I drink delicious drinks. I get called names. What's that, little girl? It's, it's tasty, sir. Please don't harm me. What makes even less sense than that is I drink smoothies all day long. No one says anything. 
but I put alcohol in my smoothie, and now I'm a bitch? What? I'm getting drunk in my smoothie. Look, I will leave you with this because the world just doesn't make sense to me anymore. Nothing I see makes sense. Recently, right across the street from where I live in Hollywood, they opened up a gay black nightclub. And first of all, that is very specific. But secondly, if you think about it, inside that nightclub must be the most delicious drinks on earth. I'm Ben Gleave. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers.